Welcome to The Balance, an inside look at the leadership of finance in the NHS, where we attempt to demystify the strange and complicated world of NHS and public sector finance and learn from the leaders behind the numbers. On this show, we aim to learn from CFOs, FDs and senior finance colleagues, exploring and learning more about what they do, why they do it, who they are and how they got into the positions they have. Welcome to The Balance. Hello and welcome to The Balance, an inside look at the leadership um, of finance in the NHS and public sector. I'm Rob Forster, Chief Finance Officer and Deputy Chief Executive at Liverpool University Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust. And I'm really thrilled that today's guest is our boss, uh, Jonathan Stevens, Northwest Regional Director of Finance for NHSEI. Hi, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Rob. Thank you for, for joining us. I know what a what a busy man you are, and uh, we, we really appreciate that. Jonathan, I've, I've given you a title, but um, perhaps you want to introduce yourself to, to our listeners? Yes, yeah, sure. So I'm uh, Jonathan Stevens, uh, Regional Director of Finance for the Northwest for NHS uh, England and Improvement. Northwest has a budget roughly of about 15 billion. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's split into three um, geographical patches, which are called uh, ICSs. So we've got uh, Lancashire and South Cumbria, Cheshire and Mersey, and uh, Greater Manchester. So, um, so I'm, I'm sort of responsible for working with our communities to making sure we sort of deliver um, within our sort of financial resources. Um, uh, and for those financial resources, we deliver the sort of patient uh, and quality targets and performance targets uh, within the money that we've got. So I'm sort of a link between the regions and our national colleagues. So, you know, the national colleagues will come to me uh, in terms of, you know, making sure that the financial strategy and financial plans and financial performance of our region is on track. And obviously I engage them with all of the directors of finance and uh, CFOs in working together to make sure that's what we do collectively and organisationally. So a, a, a huge role. Um so, and have, have you always been in the NHS, uh, Jonathan? You, so, your journey to, to 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 taking that position, perhaps. Uh... So, my journey. No, I've not always been in the NHS. Um, I was talking to a regional trainee just um, half an hour ago, actually. Um, now, I left uh, school at seventeen, halfway through my A levels, uh, which was because I haven't done my project, uh, and got a job in the uh, in the buses, actually, as like a general clerk. Um, and I worked in the bus industry in various sort of finance jobs up until 1989. So 1989 was when I joined the NHS at the same side. Uh, and obviously been in the NHS ever since. I think it's about, it's about 33 years maybe in the NHS now. And in those 33-ish years, probably about half of them have been at a sort of director of finance level um working in um mainly providers so but at the same side warrington and holton and uh, old hay as a director but worked in lots of other organizations you know throughout my sort of finance career and then i think by this christmas i'll probably be nearly five years working in the sort of regional role obviously i've transitioned from the just working for nhs improvement to when we joined up with nhs england 
uh, and became a sort of Northwest Regional Director of Finance. Prior to that, I was covering the whole of the north of England for, for the provider sector. No, th thanks for that. So you've, you've definitely walked the walk and 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 seen the role from 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 lots of different angles. Um, I mean, from your perspective, why is finance important within the NHS? In finance, you know, I think finance professionals and finance play a critical role in the NHS. And it isn't just about the technicalities of, of finance. Finance is the thing that supports our clinicians uh, deliver the services that they need to deliver for our patients, whether that's in primary care, community, um, you know, acute provision, you know, and finance can be the key enabler to supporting change and what clinicians do. Clearly, we have a, a responsibility professionally to make sure we use our money wisely for the public first. At the end of the day, this is, this is public money and that they, we use those resources for best effect, uh, you know, be that you know, our innovation ideas, making sure, you know, we account for money properly, but also making sure we support investment where that's needed to, to get the right outcome. So for me, finance is an important cog uh, within the overall, you know, machinery that we use to deliver our services. And it's not just a sort of technical thing to one side, making sure that, you know, we don't overspend, you know, it's a, it's a key support for our managers and our clinicians. Yeah, no, t t totally agree with that, and and dare I say that never more so than than in the year that that that, that we've just had. Um, I mean, obviously, COVID brought with it lots of challenges um, for finance um, and lots of opportunities as well. Um, any reflections from, from from yourself on on the challenges and opportunities facing us at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I mean, for those who know the Northwest, we had a <clears throat> challenging financial position pre-COVID as we were moving into you know, 2021 and then the financial plans. And obviously then COVID came along and the financial regime changed, you know, as it needed to do, as we needed to respond urgently to the uh, pandemic and, and the sort of emergency crisis that presented us. So I think out of, I think the positives out of that, because you could say on the one hand, um, you know, a lot of additional resources have been put into the NHS to enable it to, A, have the headspace to respond and B, to have the resources to respond appropriately to the to the crisis. So there's an element of, um, you know, in some respects, the, the worry of controlling resources went away a little bit because we were given much more resource in order to appropriately respond to what was an emergency situation. Now, out of that has come, though, um, you know, a lot of creativity in the way services have been provided. Um, I think the big plus, and this links to finance uh, uh, professionals as well, and finance staff is the way we've all collectively worked together for the benefit of the system and the emergency response. You know, if you think of the collaboration that's gone on between, you know, different organisations, between our commissioning colleagues and provider colleagues, with the common aim of doing what we need to do to get through, you know, this very challenging period. And I'm not sure we'd have done so much of that so quickly had that emergency situation uh, not taken place. So for me, that's been a really good thing to see. And, I, and, and to be honest, and I always say this, I think the finance community in the Northwest has always been great at working together. Yes, we have our challenges and our organisational issues, but generally it's been a really good community. But I think this is brought folk even closer together. And we've certainly seen that clinically and managerially and in our 
chief executive community too and that's something we really need to build on moving into the changes that you know are taking place uh, in 2022 when we move to sort of legal ICSs and provider collaboratives there's also been service transformation that we shouldn't lose sight of so some of the technology used to see our patients in sort of virtual scenarios on telephones and, and video consultations that has been able to respond quicker to our, our patients um, which we don't want to lose given the sort of immense pressure that we're up against given the sort of the backlog um, there's been lots of financial creativity in how we've responded and also the other thing to say about the finance community you know a lot of our finance folk were doing non-finance roles so whether it was moving stock around uh, on the ICU rotor and you know, um, dealing with procurement issues or helping on the wards or whatever. So I think, you know, finance should be very proud of, A, how they've coped and managed, because it's been both a professional and personal challenge for everyone, uh, and how they've stepped up to play and be very flexible, um, which has been really good. So I think the, the good stuff is they're really working together, um, the sort of service transformation, but clearly, um, you know, money isn't going to be like it is like this forever and we do face a financial challenge that we will need to revisit as a collective uh, moving into next year and also the second half of this year but I think uh, you know that system working has I suppose laid, laid some good groundwork just to make that a bit easier than perhaps it might have been. Yeah I'd, I'd, I mean I'd totally agree with all of that I think that um, it's almost been like a kickstart to 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 the the collaborative style of working uh from our perspective we've certainly seen that in cheshire and merseyside and uh i think we're gonna we're gonna need that collaboration going forward aren't we with, with, with definitely with, yeah you know, some of the challenges the other thing i was going to say as well rob is that i think you know the technology and i can apply this to even our you know if we were going to say you know tomorrow we're all going to work at home on teams and, you know everyone would have laughed and say not a chance but we've adapted to that very quickly. Now, I know some people have struggled and it's been difficult, you know, but in some respects, that and it's certainly enabled me to communicate more frequently and easily, certainly to senior finance community where we'd have, you know, spent three months trying to find a room big enough and set the meeting up where we've been able to have a dialogue uh, in a pretty open way uh, every two weeks sort of thing. So there have been some plus points like that. Uh, and that's also allowed some of our staff to, you know, even get exposure to stuff that they might not have been able to have that technology existed. So there's been that communication thing. Whilst I accept it's still been very difficult for people who join in organisations and basically, you know, they move out of the bedroom into the front room and not, you know, meeting people as, you know, it would have been nice to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd include in that world-class podcasts as well. Absolutely. And in fact, I mean, we've had a few conferences, actually. Um, so we had an EDI conference, the informatics conference went really well. So, you know, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, how you soon adjust to technology when you're sort of forced to do that. And I guess we'll look back and think, gosh, why didn't, why didn't we do some of this sooner? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you gave me a perfect segue then as, as well, um, mentioning the EDI conference. I, I know you've been a, a huge champion um, of, of equality and diversity in, in the finance function. I, I just wondered if you want to tell us a bit more about that and why it's important and, and what we can do as a yeah. profession to, to, take, to take that forward even further. Yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely passionate about this. This is extremely important. Um, a, because it's the absolutely the right thing to do. 
Um, but having a diverse organization, teams and leadership, uh, you know, brings lots of benefits and high performance. And, you know, we, it's important we get different perspectives and, and views on, on the way we provide our services and undertake our work. But importantly, also representing the populations that we serve. So if you were to, you know, I've used these examples, you just attend a national directors of finance conference and stand on the stage and look out. By and large, you see a lot of middle-aged white blokes. If you look at the senior leadership uh, in terms of CFOs and directors of finance across the Northwest, we've got two main directors of finance. Well, if you look at our population, that's woefully not representative. Uh, in some of our patches, we're not too bad on gender, so, uh, um, but in other patches, we're not. So there's still an awful lot to do. And then this goes the same for, you know, sexuality and disability. So for me, you know, it's, it's absolutely our duty, but also important and beneficial that we have a diverse workforce. But importantly, we have people in leadership positions that our different um, workforce can look up to and say, yes, you know, I can see I'm represented there, which at the moment they can't. And that probably also applies even at deputy level, which we haven't got that sort of pipeline of diversity uh, to the extent that we need to. But this is for me is a very important thing. Uh, it's also about how we attract you know, people into NHS finance from underprivileged backgrounds. You know, you don't all have to go to university or come in the graduate training scheme, you know, the apprenticeship programme, you know, joining at a band two level with all the support and training development that we have in the Northwest. There's no reason why you then can't progress into a, a bigger career if that's sort of your, your ambition. So, you know, that's the reason why it's all important to me uh, and, you know, and lots of other people. Um, so we're doing all sorts of things. So I'm also on the National Academy under the one NHS Finance uh, and I chair the EDI subgroup, but I also set up a North uh, Inclusion and, and Diversity um, working group as well. And I've been a real advocate for the sponsorship programme because to me is a way of practically helping individuals uh, that have got an aspiration to move to their next job, you know, whether you're a band two to a three or a, you know, band eight D to a nine or a nine to a director of finance. Uh, and that's targeted towards supporting people from Bain, LGBTQ plus gender and disability. Uh, and it's a really, really active relationship. So the sponsee, you know, joins the programme, they get a sponsor and that's the whole approach there is to support that individual, achieve their sort of next step aspiration. So it's a really active role. So it's not passive. It's not, you know, you meet up every three months for a chat and then, you know, see you in three months time. You know, there's action focus both on the sponsee and the sponsor's side. And through that, actually, I've, uh, I mean, I've sponsored uh, Natasha, uh, Tabitha and, and others. Uh, and for those that have been in it, certainly on that two year period, a number of them have gone on to have, promotions and secondments but not only that they've commented how much it's increased their confidence because they've got exposure to people they wouldn't have spoken to you know shadowing secondments etc so in the northwest now we have um 58 sponsees which is great and that's also a network for themselves so they've got a network that they now are a very useful sounding board um for me and some of the work i'm doing regionally and nationally but also great network for them for themselves so that's one one angle is the uh, inclusion and diversity ambassadors. And by the way, I should say on the sponsees, I think we've got 40% of the total national number. So we're really pushing on ahead on this. And, and genuinely, I have some really positive comments from individuals. So I've actually said how, how 
helpful this has been for them personally, which is known is known better recommendation. And then there's the inclusion and diversity ambassadors, which now we've got nearly, I think we've nearly got 100% representation across our patch and they're within organisations sort of supporting this agenda, uh, looking at how we recruit and, and support individuals in, in our um, organisation. So they're sort of two strands of practical stuff. But we're also, one of the things I also introduced, I chair the Northwest Skills Development Board, uh, and I thought, felt it was important we had someone advising us on, on inclusion because, you know, whilst I can be an ally and promote, I'm clearly not from a, an ethnic minority background. So how can I speak how people feel? So for me, it's important to get people who contribute that. So we recruited someone in to support that called Shahida. Uh, and then we've got similar, similar individuals on our various um, training and development subcommittees. And then in the North programme, which we've got a number of people from around our patch supporting, we're looking at things like uh, how we track people into NHS finance careers, our recruitment processes, uh, support and development of which the sponsorship is a major strand, um, and also our, our networking and stuff like that. So uh, I know I've probably rambled a bit there, but that's the sort of stuff that we're doing on that at the moment. Uh, th thank, thanks for that, Jonathan. I think, and your you, your passion shines through on that. And 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 I and I have to say, genuinely, I I think you're making a massive difference um, in this area in 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 the northwest, but but also actually, it, you know, obviously across the country, as people are seeing what what you're doing and how how you're personally leading that. So 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 thank you on behalf of the community for for, okay. for that as well. Um. So, so moving on to, to to another area. So, obviously, you've been fantastically successful in in, in your career as a as a as a finance leader. Um, I suppose first question would be: Would you recommend finance as a as, as a career? And and if you and if you would, um, how does somebody? How would you? Any advice on people getting involved or wanted to? take the next step within their career if they're if they're already in the in the uh function yeah i mean uh, i mean i never set out to be what i have you know so when i left at school or something i had no blueprint for life so um you know i often wonder how i got here um but um i think my advice and i've always been this in my career is be inquisitive in your role whether you're in your first job or in your job now and understand the context in which you you know you provide your job whether you're you know working in financial accounts management accounts whatever it might be understand you know where finance fits and the services uh, and you know whatever your organization provides and be, be inquisitive so always ask why because often i think um the best ideas and the best challenge come from folk that are coming up uh, if, you know, you, you know, you also once you've been in a job for a bit, you know, you sometimes lose the freshness of ideas. So, be inquisitive. That's what I've always done. You know, look beyond just your strict boundaries of your role and understand how that role plays a part in the wider organisation and, and the services you deliver, depending where you are. And and grasp opportunity. You know, I've always been lucky to have people who've supported my, you know, my career development. Uh, important that that's the case for for every one of you as finance professionals, you know, grasp opportunity. You know, it's, it's always nervous moving from one position to another, but that's part of why it's stretching and developing. So, you know, and don't worry too much about not necessarily knowing what, you, you know, what your fourth job's going to be, but have some sense about what your next job's going to be. 
Uh, and it, you know, you don't have to be director of finance. You know, that's not, you know, it's what's what's right for you and be the best of what you can be in the job that you want want to do. Um, uh, you know, and continue to get some level of growth and development out of it. So, so I, you know, that's how I've sort of opportunities have come up. I've taken them. Fortunately, I've been successful. Get support. Uh, you know, and, and work hard and, you know, engage with your, your wider teams and, and that sort of thing. Now, the, I think some great, great advice there um, that, that, that um, again, would, uh, would, would totally agree with, which, which does bring us on uh, to, our, to our final couple of questions that we do ask uh, all our guests and, and, and often can give an insight into the person as well as the, um, as well as the, the, the kind of professional leader. Um, so I'll ask you those if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, so if you had one motto or a philosophy for your approach to um, your career or life, um, what would that be? I would think it would be seek out opportunity. Um, as I say, I've never had a blueprint. So, so you know, think beyond your role and be inquisitive. So I think that will make you identify opportunity and make you sort of take things that you might perhaps never have thought about. Um, so, um, and, and, and make sure you get support. I think it's always important to have some some support in your career development and someone who will act as a, an advocate for you, um, whoever that might be. I think that's also important. Okay. No, well, 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 thank you for that. So once again, thanks for taking your time to, to, to spend with us. I know you're incredibly busy. Um, and you know, the listeners are going to be really interested in, in what you talked about, uh, and, and giving us, uh, an insight into, into your career and, and, and world in of finance. Um, the final question we do ask all guests uh, and can be revealing, and so, some would say it's what people look forward to most, um, is, and I know you are a, a, a bit of a closet musician, uh, Jonathan, so this will be very interesting for our, our listeners. Um, is there, or can you give us a, a favourite song or a song that means uh, a lot to you, represents you, that we can include on our now legendary Spotify playlist um, for the balance. Yes, there is, and it's and I'll explain why. I mean, it, a, it transforms me back to being seventeen and uh, wandering around Manchester Town Centre uh, like a new romantic. Um, it also represents the first band I ever saw live at Manchester Apollo Theatre. For my songs, uh, "Gentleman Takes Polaroids" by Japan. But, very good. I can. Ju- I'm just picturing you now wandering around Affleck's Palace. In there, uh, I used to get me o- overcoats from there. We're of a similar era, but no. Thank you for that. We'll we'll add that to the playlist. And and once again, thanks for your time. And um, you know, r- r- really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Balance. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you and see you next time.